Welcome to the Hobby of a Lifestyle podcast, a show that looks at how our passions impact lives and drive career choices. I'm Andy Gray, a former national and world champion kickboxer. During my shows, I'll be talking with athletes, coaches, fans and more as I delve into their world to find out what inspired them on their journey. Welcome to Hobby of a Lifestyle. And what marks a six-month anniversary for the show? And all I can say is what an amazing journey it's been so far. I'm truly grateful to everyone who listens to the show, supports on social media and the various stations it's hosted on. I've spoke with amazing people to share their journeys and today is absolutely no exception. I am joined by a pro athlete who really knows how to put in the hard miles when it comes to training and competing. Let's meet Jean Baudique. Good morning, Jean Thank you very much for joining Hobby of a Lifestyle today. How are you? Good morning, Andy. It's nice to hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. It's getting cold here in Hungary, but it's still right. still hot. Oh, well, that's a good. It's good starting to get cold here in England. Although in England, it's kind of always cold, especially in the north where I live. We don't really, we don't really do summer here in in the northeast of England. We just tend to have a spring and then a winter. But that's that's the nature of the beast. Jambo, would you just tell listeners what your profession, hobby, passion is? Yeah, so I I am professional Ironman athlete, which means I swim 3.8 kilometer, cycling 180 kilometer, and then finish a marathon 42 kilometer running. So and this is one one day event. So it's a tough, tough, uh, tough sport. It's more physically and also mentally sport. I oh, think. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, that's it's incredible the fact that you're doing those distances over, over you say over a day, and I bet you that the time it would take an average person like myself to do that would be about three days, and you're probably doing it in a number of hours. So that's absolutely amazing. Where so. Let's go to the very beginning, Jumbo, and because I don't know how you'd begin to get into a triathlon or become an Ironman athlete. What was the first passion when you were younger? Was it running? Was it swimming? Or was it the cycling when you were a child? When I was a child, I, I do every sport. So I actually, I'm doing soccer, handball, everything, running. And then in the high school, uh, I started to do triathlon but you know triathlon is have many many distance so sprint distance olympic half ironman and ironman and i start with like a very short distance race uh sprint and it was just for fun for me yeah. uh, my classmate just invited to hi come you you're running really well so you have to do a, a triathlon and like oh why not why not and i tried and i absolutely loved in the first one and then i just i just it was a, a road and yeah so i did my first triathlon and then the second third and then wow so it was really very much love at the first competition that you entered yeah 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 <laughs> just fell in love that's that's a bit, what, what was what was your favorite sport growing up then before you transitioned to triathlon in high school I think soccer, soccer, okay. but I really love running because running is different for me. It's always just doing myself and I'm, I'm alone 
when I'm running. So I just really, really, really like, still like, still love this this running. I think still my favorite is the running. Okay, so that's uh, your favorite part of the of the Ironman events that you take part in is the marathon run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, and I, I, I can imagine. So, I can imagine so many listeners now are just going, "Wow, that is spectacular!" Because we're quite fortunate here in the northeast of England, we have the largest half marathon in the world with the Great North Run. Oh yeah, I know, so I know it, you know, it's it, the, the half marathon is is well associated here in the northeast. When when you get to high school and you you try a, a triathlon for the very first time. You know, I'm assuming by this stage, you're, you're already a competent swimmer. You are pretty good on a bike. Or was it very much, actually, I'm relying on my running to get me through this race because, yes, I can swim, but I've never really worked on it. And cycling's just something that I've done with my friends. Actually, I I didn't swim when I was or I swim, but not like competition. Yeah, yeah. Level, so... Uh... I'm still not the uh, first group in the swimming. So I have okay. to work with on the bike and run to catch the <laughs> that's so But that's fun. That's fun. I, I love I love that, that style. Uh, it's still better to, to be first after the water and you are last in the run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you've tried your first triathlon at high school and you've absolutely loved the event that you've, you've took part in and as you said it just spiraled from there what was it about that first triathlon that you competed in that made you go wow Jambo this is the event this is the hobby this is the career you need to pursue I think my first already my first uh, race I was successful okay not like it, it was just like a city city yes. triathlon but I was, I was, I think I finished third in the junior category, so wow. it was quite. And, and do you think it was the success that made you think, okay? For me, yes. for me, yes. It, it was. I love the sport, but it's also helped me to because I was good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you tend to like things better when you're good at them. I I understand that. So you're entering citywide tournaments and you don't, you're, you're doing very, very well. You've become successful. How, how long was it before you start entering national tournaments? National uh, events? I think one or two years. Then my first triathlon, I started to do like a national level. And uh, yeah, in, in the university, I still doing uh, national level, but I, Started to do duathlon in international level. Duathlon is means running, cycling, running. Okay. Uh, it's not as popular like in the triathlon, but it's uh, also have world championship, Europe championship, everything. Uh, so I do that. I did that one when I was, uh, yeah, like twenty. And wow. then after the university, I moved uh, in Australia. Okay. To to improve the sport because Australia is the best condition and the best athlete is there. Wow. So I just I want to try what can I do in, in a different country. <laughs> you know, for the young and aspiring athletes out there who want to be triathletes or want to be Ironman athletes, 
what was the decision that you made to move to Australia? How was that met by your family, first and foremost? And how did it feel for you making such a huge decision to say, well, actually, I'm going to move halfway around the world because I am so focused and dedicated to becoming a professional triathlete, improving my my sport, improving myself as a person. How was that met back home? It's simple. Uh, it was, I think, uh, my goal was to be a real professional athlete. And in my country, is not as popular the triathlon as like in Australia. Yeah. And yeah. and it's, I think it was just, if I want to do real, real serious, I have to move. And it was, I think it was an easy decision for me. And I just do. <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah, and what did your family say about it? My family, uh, of course, they was unhappy, <laughs> but they understand. They understand. That's good. So they were supportive throughout the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, That's very good. Sorry, yes, go on. Yeah, in the beginning in Australia, it was a really tough uh, life because I went as a, a student, so I have to study. Okay. And I have to work right. because I know sponsor nothing <laughs> and right. sport because I went there because of sport. So, yeah, it was really tough one year in my life. I, I remember it was so hard. Monday to Sunday, uh, every day work, study, sport, uh, start in six, six o'clock in the morning and finish 10 o'clock in the night. So And it's every day. Wow. It was so tough. But uh, if somebody say for me this before, you can do this. And I say, no, it's impossible to do this one. But because I was really motivated. It's, yeah, yeah. It, was, it just happened. It wasn't too bad. Was there any point in that first year where you almost gave up on your dream? No, 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 no. No, no. Yeah, that's fantastic, yeah. And after a year uh, in Australia, I, I didn't race, but my first race and my first uh, professional World Cup half Ironman, I finished in the top five, fourth place. Wow. Big, big, big uh, step for me. So, how, how did it feel, though, entering your first professional tournament and ranking in the top five? It was amazing, actually, because no one knows me. No one knows who is this. Yeah, yeah. Who is this guy? And I just finished in in fourth, and yeah, almost almost third place in the last one k. Wow. Catch me, a Japanese, really? Japanese Olympic guy. But it's still still really nice. So yeah, it's a, I think one of my one of my best memory in my life. Oh, I can imagine, and what a way to announce yourself to the world. Yeah. Here I am, you know, I'm coming to take take this sport by storm. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, was that a was that a changing point for you? Was that when all of a sudden sponsorship became a real a real opportunity for you because you just got finished top four in the world? Yes, it was a good uh, good beginning. I think I have after I of course I had some other good results, and then I start to build up my career again, uh, my marketing and everything. And it's, of course, not like one day and next day you have five. No, of course. But yeah, it was uh, it was a good, good, uh, good point 
And then after that, he yeah. invited me a race. So yeah, it was. Wow, that is amazing. So what was what was the progression from the World Cup after coming fourth place? Was it straight back over to Australia, dig down to training again? And actually, I suppose we should go back, but when you're in Australia, were you just training with the university or did you go up there because there was a certain coach that you wanted to train with or a certain group of athletes that you wanted to train with? It was a, what to say, it was a tough, tough lifestyle in Australia. So it's not like everything organized. So, uh, no, it was just a journey. And then I moved back in Europe after, after. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Because when you're saying about good Australia because of the conditions and because triathlon yeah. out there is so big, I wasn't sure if you had maybe highlighted a particular team or a particular coach that you had wanted to go there and work with because of the success that you had brought to the athletes. Yeah, I, I went. But it was just more because of the conditions. I went back so many times in the winter time in Australia for training. Yeah. After, but I never moved back as like like life just for a few months. Okay. Right. No, that's really good. So you're in Australia and you're competing. You know what we just said there. What was after the World Cup? How did things start to progress for you? It was actually very hard because uh, after fourth place, I. I say okay. I have to do. I I want to do in the top three, or I want to win a race, but it's not 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 that easy. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. The fourth place, I think it was a, it was a surprise, not just for me, but for everybody and my body and everything. So it was harder actually after. Uh, but uh, yeah, my my best uh, career best is third place in the World Cup wow. in South Korea. Uh, yeah, but I won so many uh, international races. So, Wow. And was the third place in South Korea, was that for triathlon? Yeah, it's in the half Ironman. Half Ironman. Half Ironman, okay. Because I was just... So that one where you came fourth, was that the first half Ironman triathlon uh, that you had it, done? It wasn't my first half Ironman. But it was my first uh, Ironman band race, which is World Cup. Right. But I did right. Okay. Uh, like international race, half Ironman international or national race or something like that. Okay, I was just making sure I wasn't getting confused from maybe a, a different triathlon competition to the Ironman competition. Yeah, the Ironman. Is so yeah. Okay. The biggest, biggest brand and the biggest events. Oh, yeah, huge, huge. Like I said, I've got a friend who did the Ironman over here in, in Britain a couple of years ago, and, and he absolutely he lo loved it. And it, watching his training program was just absolutely crazy. So I can I can only imagine what your training program is as a professional Ironman athlete. And what, when was the point where you became – because, yes, you've entered a professional Ironman triathlon at the World Cup – but I'm assuming that that doesn't automatically make you a professional athlete because once you, be, I'm sure when you become the professional, once the sponsorship comes in and people are then paying you just, just to do the training and to just to be an athlete. When was the point where you could actually say to people, 
I'm not only, you know, I'm not only competing at a professional tournaments, but I am now a professional Ironman athlete. When was that moment? It was more than five years ago, so it was 2015, I guess, yeah. Wow. Uh, so 2013 was my first professional race, and then two years, yeah. And I wow. And what was it like when? What was it like when all of a sudden, all the work and dedication that you had put into becoming the best Ironman athlete that you could become at the time pays off, and you are then able to say, "Wow, I just need to get up in the morning, go train, go back to bed, get up, go train, and that's my life now." You don't have to go and work anymore. You don't have to study. It is literally a case of I'm now professional athlete. Yeah, it was it was a good, but I think it was not like Monday I am not professional and Tuesday I am professional athlete. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just to have many sponsors and okay, I don't have, I don't need to work any other. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, I think it's not always it's so fun to just doing triathlon because okay. for me. If I have something different in my mind, it's sometimes good. Okay. So what other things do you like to do that switch off from triathlon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And what 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 other hobbies or what other things do you like to do in order to switch off and just kind of have a little break from triathlon? <laughs> it's funny. Uh doing coffee. It's a barista. Oh, oh wow, really? That's amazing. I love love the coffee, but love to make as well. <laughs> oh wow, that's so cool! I've got a friend who's trained up to be a, a roaster, yeah, and she's now a head head barista as well. And that is, yeah, she she's taught me a few things about her experiences with with coffee, being a barista, and how the coffee is roasted. And I just didn't realize how much goes into it is. into coffee. It's it's an art form. Yeah. It's- you can do a whole day and read and everything. So it's, it's a different. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Wow. That's really, really cool. So is the, is the aim eventually to have your own, yeah. your own coffee shop? Wow. Yeah. I, I would like to work in part-time in a coffee shop if it's possible for a, maybe not like a career, so cool. but it's more like a hobby. But that is so um, cool. But, you know, this year is, is very tough to find oh, yeah. a job. Yeah, definitely. Coffee shop. I just think that's amazing for people to hear that. Yeah, we've got Jean Baudic, who is a professional Ironman athlete, who just wants to go and work in a coffee shop just because it's something they enjoy. I think that's amazing. And I don't mean just a coffee shop, but the fact that, you know, it's it's so far apart from being a professional athlete. Yeah. That it's... Yeah, that is fantastic. I, I, that's a great story for people to hear as well. I think it's it's totally different, and sometimes you need some so different. Yeah, that is. What, how did you get into into coffee? Was it just because you like drinking coffee? Yeah, I liked coffee, and then I just I want to try how to how to do and just meet some guys, and yeah, it's I, it's a different story, but. <laughs> That's no, it's honestly, it's so cool. I like that it's kind of so off the beaten track from triathlon. But if that's what works for you and it keeps you at the top level of being a professional athlete, then you have to say you've got to encourage that that and keep going because it's obviously it's helping your performance when it comes to the Ironman competitions that you're entering. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. 
I kind of lost trail of thought now. I don't even know where I want to go. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Do you like it? So that's one of the things. I love coffee. Yeah, it's really popular coffee. in England as well. Yeah, it seems to be grown. You can't seem to walk past, you know, you can't walk 100 metres without going past a coffee shop, especially one of the famous branded ones as well, which which I won't name. Yeah. But, you know, there's so there's so many out there. So it is, yeah, it's, it's a really good thing. And it just seems to be keeping the world alive at the moment, doesn't it? Keeping everyone awake, caffeine. <laughs> Get up in the morning, have two cups of coffee, go to bed at night, have a cup of coffee. So yeah, no, it's, it's really, really good. Anyway, we better get back to you know triathlon. Triathlon, yeah, triathlon. Yeah, let's get let's get back to Ironman. When you know, it sounds like you've just been some amazing places as well when you've been competing. You know, you've already mentioned South Korea, Hoffenheim. Where's the best place that you've competed in an Ironman event? It's hard to say because. I almost traveled around the world, uh, especially I, I raced a lot in, in Asia. So I okay, I raced almost everywhere in Asia. Uh, I have so many sponsors in Asia. Uh, so maybe I can say I love to race in Taiwan. Okay. And what's so special about Taiwan? Uh, Taiwan, it's always, the condition is always tough and it's always different. And I love love to race in a tough tough uh, tough condition tough. Wow. So I don't really like like with, uh, the normal condition where it's uh, it's same easy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. That's a, that's an amazing attitude to have as well. You know, it's almost you kind of want to earn that position yeah. that you're you're fighting for in the top the top five. Well, obviously number one, but that that you're fighting for and you really earn it if it's in Taiwan by the sounds of it because the conditions are tough. Yeah, it's very tough. What? It can be really, really hot, humid, okay. and maybe windy, so windy typhoon and everything. It's kind of have so yeah. uh yeah, that's why I think I, I like. But I like also I don't know, Indonesia, Malaysia, everywhere. Yeah, oh, just just every competition you go to just brings up a new yeah, yeah. a new reason for liking it's it. No, that's for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when so what does a day or a week of training look like for Zombodik when he is in full swing, he's preparing for the next event? Yeah. You know, what does a full week look like? It's uh, different uh, which part of the year. Like uh, okay. if it's a racing season, it's, it's less training. Uh-huh. Uh, but like in January, February, it's uh, it's thirty hours per week, and this is okay. Is this is this more of a preseason? Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting ready. Go, go on, tell us what a weekend preseason looks like. So it's thirty hours a week, and what what does it involve? It's like uh, I I don't swim too much, but like. 15 case per week. Wow. That's not so hard. Okay. It can be more, but I, I just did yeah. cycling 500k. Wow. And running around 80k. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tired just thinking about that much exercise. Yeah. Sometimes a bit more. And, and you just do less swimming because you have accepted that is not your strong suit? Uh, I can say, yeah, but uh, if I swim 
20k it's almost same for me if i swim okay, okay so then don't try to do more if i want yeah. to improve i think i have to swim 30k per week but i don't have wow. that much uh, energy because i have okay. running so so have you invested in a swimming coach to help you with the technique of swimming in in open water and just to help make up some of the time against the the athletes who are finishing in the top section for that race uh, i sometimes i'm uh, working with coach a swimming coach but not always uh, okay. and it's very hard to to be in the first back in the swimming if you if yeah. you, you because i i wasn't a swimmer and in the front if, if everybody was a swimmer right okay it's hard to to catch them yeah okay and do you have a coach by the way jambo uh yes i have it's an all, online coaching so they send oh, me the okay. program and uh, after analyzing in 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 my training and right so not like coach face to face it's yeah and, and how does that feel because you have to have a lot of dedication you know it's not you you're almost you've got no one to hold you accountable other than an online coach, which I can, I presume is pretty easy to dismiss, you know, oh yeah, I'm not going to do it today. I can't be bothered. And surely those days must creep in, you know, when it's a 30 hour week and you're doing 500 K that is, you know, an extraordinary amount of kilometers to be doing in a week. Surely there must get some point where you just think, I wish I had a coach to knock on my door and say, Jean Bort, get out of bed you know, get on the bike, hit the road, or are you just so dedicated and self-disciplined that you don't find that a problem? If I'm honest, I don't have problem with this part. I always doing everything. So um, if I'm motivated, <laughs> and usually I am, so it's a yeah, problem yeah. for me. No, that's it's so. It's quite it's quite inspiring to hear because I. I know when I used to do sport, kickbox and sport karate, I'm quite naturally lazy. So I used to, although I love doing an individual sport because I don't have to rely on teammates. When it came to the training for a competition side, I loved that I had a really strong set of teammates who I was competing with to go, yes, Andy, come on, you've got to come train tonight. Or yes, we've got to go and do this run. And, and it worked vice versa as well. But the fact that you're kind of doing this solo mm -hmm. is just, wow. Yeah, I find that really, really inspiring. Yeah. For me, it's actually, I, I coach myself sometimes. or I And yeah. And uh, it was the problem. I always overtrain it, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that, yeah, that is incredible. And so what what advice would you give a person who wants to try a triathlon and those people who would love to become a professional triathlete because there's so much self-dedication that you are given yeah to be in the and maintaining your professional status yeah so triathlon everybody can do triathlon everyone it's uh, okay. the triathlon is like 99 percent is amateur athletes so it's age groupers and only one percent, which is who is professional, so it's a really nice uh, sport. And the the, the very which is very 
unique in in the triathlon is you can race same day same same course with the professionals so i think it's very yeah. amazing so uh i think it's for everybody um everybody is is possible to try do triathlon just have to uh careful especially in the beginning uh to don't push too much or over uh over train it or something like that because it's very easy in the beginning to to do this this stuff so i i my tips is is if you're doing triathlon start to doing triathlon just take it easy and enjoy that don't don't push too much so it's you have time maybe in the first year don't do ironman in the first year the sprint distance and then a short distance race and after two three years it's possible to do ironman but your body have to uh have time wow no that's that's really good advice you know i but i can imagine there's a lot of people who just think i really want to try an iron man or i want to be an iron man at the end yeah, because maybe throw, throw themselves in at the deep end and underestimate the the enormity of an iron man you know event and maybe it puts them off the off the event and off the sport whereas if if they do what you say build it up gradually yeah. so they, they they build the distances up the iron man then becomes very achievable and maybe something that they want to pursue as a career like yourself yeah you know it's it's very fancy to say hey i am iron man and it's, it's yeah. actually it's a problem because if you're doing uh not the right time not the right physical Ironman is not healthy if you are not you know, yeah. fit you don't so yeah I think minimum two year doing tr- uh, tri- triathlon before you do an Ironman that's that's healthy wow. otherwise if you have uh, any other sport background it's a different story but if you if not yeah. it's uh, you have you have time you need time sorry well, that's good and um, what what projects are you working on aside from Iron Man at the moment? Because I, I obviously know that you've got your own company as well. Is it Ideal? Uh, the Ideal is, is my own brand, actually. That, yeah, and and what 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 is Ideal? Tell tell listeners what that's all about. <laughs> uh, Ideal with challenges, the whole whole brand name, and it's uh, it's actually my story in my life. Yeah. Uh, which which everything possible just have to work hard and um, it was when i when i made the brand the idea was to to f- do a brand which which is also uh also can join people for for this brand not like the arc jombor brand or something like that so yes, i do yeah. is it like it's everybody. It's it's free for join. <laughs> oh, wow! No, that's good. Cool. Uh, so, what, what what are your aspirations or what are your goals within Ironman? Ah. And then what what are they after you stop competing as well? So my my goal is still to win race. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get that. Uh, and I also my goal is is to my knowledge to share with other people 
So I I uh, I did so many presentation workshop, and I loved that one. Yeah. I, I did with adults, but also with kids in the school. That's the the kid with the kids in the school is the best. I think. It's, you, you enjoy that yeah. and just hopefully inspiring the next generation of Ironman athletes. Yeah, I love it. That's one. amazing. And the kids want, oh, wow, how much is it? And, oh, yeah, triathlon. So it's it's very fun. It's very fun. Oh, I, and I can imagine it's about making people aware, you know, the road bikes that you guys use are just cost an, an extortionate amount of money. Yeah. But it's an investment that is so worth it. I mean, can you tell listeners roughly how much a professional Ironman athlete's bike would cost? It's uh, around more than 5,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of money for a, for a road bike. Yeah, but you can it? buy much cheaper, of course. Oh, yes, of course you can. But I'm as, you know, when you're at the top end of the sport like you are, that's, that's a huge, huge amount of money and a huge... But, it's a huge amount of money, but I suppose it's not really a cost. It's an expense. It's, it's an investment. Sorry, it's not an expense. Yeah. That investment allows you to continue to get sponsorship deals, allows you to be a top professional Ironman athlete, triathlete. So I think it's really nice that young people understand the hard work and sacrifice that they, they will have to make and some of the investment they might have to, to put into the sport if they want to be a professional. Yes, yes, it's true. Uh, no, that's that's so good. Yeah. I think. And when you when you finish, is that the aim just to keep mentoring and talking to adults and children and coaching people in Ironman? Uh yes, yes, I'm doing some athletes. I'm also coaching to Ironman nice. and half Ironman. Also, some athletes to marathon. Half marathon. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. But Jean-Paul, I am conscious that you need to go and do a hundred-kilometer bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it, and it's been amazing hearing about your story. So thank you for coming on Hobby of a Lifestyle. Thank you very much for your calling and you invited me. That was my... No, honestly, pleasure's all mine. It's been fantastic listening to your story. And I'll make sure that in the show notes, we put down all of your social media handles, websites for people to, to check out what you're doing and just hopefully support you throughout the, the rest of your Ironman career. But all the best with it. And I, I hope it continues to be successful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Hobby of a Lifestyle. Please do get in touch via social media or the website, and let me know what you think of the show, but also if there's a hobby or a passion that you would like for me to explore, let me know about it and I'll try my best to get someone on the show who fits the criteria. But until next time, thanks for listening and stay safe.